Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome to this episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. Today we're concluding a conversation between our senior pastor, David McNeely, and Jamie Brown, Executive Director of a Women's Pregnancy Center, as well as Denise Harley, Senior Counsel and Director of the Center for Life with Alliance Defending Freedom. We're talking today about dreams for the future, what might happen in the future regarding abortion and protecting uh, these uh, important children, and also what we can do personally to be involved in a post-Roe environment. I'm going to make a statement that's really helpful to focus on making abortion not only illegal, but unthinkable. I'll remind you that this entire conversation is available in video form. You can see that on our YouTube channel. And I'll also mention that we dealt with a little bit of thunder during the recording process. You may hear a little bit of that as uh, they're talking. Without further ado, one more time, here is Senior Pastor David McNeely. For each of you, just a couple more questions, but for each of you. What is your dream when you think about um, not just the legal aspect of it, do hit it, but when you think about my dream for America, next 30 years, legally speaking, this would love to see, um, but then this is what I would love to see just for our, our country period as it pertains to uh, life issues. What, what, what do you That's think an about? That's easy question. That is an easy question in some, in some ways or so much. Um, I think a holistic um, belief in the sanctity of life and sort of returning that to the American culture. I mean, we were founded on this idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or, um, you know, and, and what rights can you have? What freedoms can you have if you don't have the right to life? So sort of that understanding that each one of us is here, enjoys our freedoms that we have only because we had a chance at life and how every single person deserves that. So I think buying into that can lead to a nation where abortion does become unthinkable the way it was really until 1973. I mean, or the early 70s, that was the way we lived for decades and decades. So I do think that's possible. I think when you look around the, uh, around the world globally, we are such an extreme outlier in how extreme our abortion policies are. We need to get back in line with sort of an understanding of human rights. And I think along with that, we'll go um, will come sort of support for these ministries and pregnancy centers, but also hopefully um, more creative, better use of public funds. Maybe some, maybe some programs or public-private partnerships that are actually supporting women in need and making mm. sure that they have the resources so that they know they can welcome children into their homes and into the communities and, and making sure we're, we're spending our money in a way that really goes toward um, making life possible for those who are in difficult circumstances. And easier. And easier. Yeah. So it's going to take, you know, again, it's things that were completely off the table while Roe was in effect. But now we have a whole new way to approach policy, law, um, and just sort of our activities. And we can have a much higher expectation of what the fruit of all that is going to be. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to run my head to a wall right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, okay. Jane, same question. I just say amen. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm. I don't know if it was you was the first person I heard it from. I know uh, we were privileged here not too long ago to have the former vice president come in and, uh, and to speak at one of the banquets. And I love this terminology where it, it's no longer just illegal. It's unthinkable, unthinkable. Um, that we'd have that that would be the average mm -hmm. mindset um, that we'd have. Mm -hmm. um, the person. And there's one. And actually, I said this at the banquet. There is a um, 
pro-life champion, Roland Warren, who's the president of CareNet, who often says that um, his dream is that we would think of a baby instead of something something worth sacrificing, moving towards something worth sacrificing for. Mm. And I think that expresses it beautifully. Yeah, those are great words. So let me let me summarize. Uh, right now, where we are, nation's history, laws, um, uh, pregnancy centers, um, which were very, very few in the original days. And now you've said there's 4,000 of them, which is so great. Uh, prayer. God's people should not stop praying um, in there. Don't think that because um, the, the rights have been given back to the states that our job is done. So, and, and let me let me interrupt you here go. for a moment. Um, we've started a, a new program called uh, Praying for Babies. Mm. And so what happens is in real time, as our counselors are engaging with our clients, uh, we send out text and their prayer text. And they're beautiful. And they're pray for this baby, for this mom who's considering abortion, whatever the current situation is. And since we've put that in place, uh, we've seen an incredible increase in salvations mm. and babies saved. So prayer works, and it's powerful. It's a powerful tool. It's almost like the Bible says that. <laughs> I, prayers I think of a it's in there somewhere, David. Powerful and effective. <laughs> and again, the, I hate to do this, but as a theologian, i got to say it. The, the, the beautiful part about that particular passage, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. It is not our righteousness. But the prayers of any believer because of the righteousness of Christ, the prayers of, of any believer, whether you feel like you know how to pray or not, are powerful and effective because of who we're praying to. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll confess, I get those texts. I spend about three to five seconds praying for each one, and it still apparently works. So prayer. Yes. that's Jesus. <laughs> it, <does. laughs> it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to pray um, uh, for sure in there. And, and I, I would love to give you some tips if you're watching or listening on how to set up a schedule on how you could pray um, for things. I know you would have that as well. Um, things like this text message would be a great idea. Um, but then establishing regular rhythms that help folks. But then coming alongside now of uh, not just a women's pregnancy center, but other places that are devoting their time to how do we help resource women that are choosing to give birth and to parent mm-hmm. in there. That there's a huge need to help them with very practical needs um, uh, in there. That it's not, um, uh, you don't have to be an expert um, in the law to do this. You don't have to be an expert in, in uh, working with women. You just have to love people. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. We want to come alongside and, and offer ourselves um, to do it. Um, can I direct folks to women, Women's Pregnancy oh, Center here to say we want to, um, I think we as a church are going to pray. Um, we got one place. We're just going to pray that God will raise up churches um, here in Tallahassee to come alongside of, of you and, and help, not just Wildwood, but, but others that would say we want to be those that are going to stand in the gap um, for it. I want to close with this. I want to ask you to, um, you are um, not at all um, unfamiliar with criticism. <laughs> that is going to be a part of it. And I really believe this, that you are um, devoting your lives to something that is central to the heart of God. So everything about Jesus' life, spiritual life, physical, mm-hmm. everything, he is, he's going to raise us um, back to life. Death was not a part of the original design of God, etc. Since what you are doing is at the center of the heart of God, we would be naive and foolish to, to think that the evil one would not come uh, with attack. How can we pray for you specifically 
just as an individual and in your ministry for you. If you were to say, I would love to people would just pray this. How can we do that? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Supposedly that's the way you know you're over the target, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're getting shot at. And, and I certainly feel it in my work um, for a, a legal ministry. I could absolutely use prayer as a, a wife, a mother, an attorney, be able to balance those things and prioritize those things. To find the rest in the Lord, um, even in all of this busyness, um, but also for a, a super, a divine wisdom, because the overturning road changed everything in a, in a great way. But the other side is now piling on even more. Mm. And these are unexpected things. She talked about the international websites that are just mailing these abortions essentially to women. Um, and, and there's, I, it's an infinite list of, of legal challenges and we need a lot of creativity. Um, and we frankly just need the Lord's wisdom mm. to be able to stop this um, because it, it could go very, very badly right now. And that's part of why that's part of why it's so important for the church to be there in this moment. This can go south really quickly if we mm. don't do it right. Nice. But I need a I need a divine wisdom to be able to just sort of keep being faithful, but to know what in the mm. world to do in all of these legal cases across the country and all of these you know, congressional bills being introduced and schemes of the abortion industry. Um, it's so much and it's way too much for me. So that's what I need prayer for. Absolutely. Well, of course I would like prayer of protection for me and my family. Um, that goes without saying, but more so for my staff. Mm. Uh, I can, I'm concerned about the level of, of hatred that's coming across through social media, through phone calls that we're getting. We were attacked this morning at, at one of our centers. So just uh, just prayer that they um, that they can just keep the good good fight going. Mm. They're, they're amazing men and women, and they're mature in their faith, uh, but just that they have the stamina to continue to, to fight this fight. Um, and that God would give me the wisdom as well as to you know, where to lead and how to lead the ministry as I seek, keep the truck out of the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, as, as we go forward with this, I think it's a very pivotal time in, in our, in our nation's history and particularly in the, obviously in the pro-life arena mm. and to have, um, to have that undergirding is just so, so important. But yeah, I do covet prayers. We feel them. Mm. We feel them definitely. Well, we will commit to doing that. And, uh, and just as a recap, folks, wisdom, pray for wisdom, and then pray for the ability to finish well. Paul, I've been poured out like a drink offering. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we want to finish uh, well for how many years it will give you. To both of you, uh, just thanks on behalf of the church, not just Wildwood, the church at large, not even just in, in Tallahassee. Thanks for your leadership. Thanks for your creativity. Um, thanks for your stick to your grit. Um, and and I, I just pray God will bless you um, personally and professionally, um, that, that he will pour out his blessings on you and, and you'll, you'll keep doing what you do. So thanks for giving us time today. And, um, and we'll, we'll follow this up with another one here in, in a little while, which I'm going to give some uh, very practical things up for us. Appreciate you. Love you. so much. Thank blessings. you. David. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.